This show is brought to you by Vemidoc. Stay connected, stay healthy. So, so at what point does the does the creative like breakdancing kid? I mean, you you got a bachelor's in art. So I got a bachelor's so, in art so, degree. So, so it's prominently displayed in your office. But I saw the I, I took pictures of it the other day. Well, dude, it was because because I'll tell you my 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 greatest my greatest lessons were art lessons. I mean, like the things that infl- uh, it's there's such there's there's such um, yeah, importance in, in the creating art, the process of art. But, um, but so my my teacher and one of my my favorite professor was Father Sullivan. So I went to Jesuit University, and so he what he taught me was when I, when I learned from his classes. Well, first it was like. <laughs> So I, so I did art with my abuelita. We were doing mm-hmm. um, signs. So we would design signs and go up and, and I was his helper and I would carry around uh, toolboxes and stuff. But my, my first a formal art class, I remember um, starting the class and um, they're like, okay, everybody get your, um, you know, your HB pencil, da, 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 da. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and I lean over looking through my bag for my pencil and I come back up and there's some naked dude right <laughs> what and I was like what, what the? I didn't I didn't know I was I was it was that kind of art class <laughs> uh yeah some some naked guy and I and and I was just you know I, I was at an all boys high school I was a cathedral and uh, here I am thinking about all these like ridiculous jokes <laughs> and I was the only person I looked around the whole like I scanned the class and I was like the only one like laughing about to like I couldn't contain it you, you know I contained it clown, but dude. you were always <laughs> a class I'm clown I'm like dude does that does everybody know that we were drawing naked guys today <laughs> um, so I held it together and it was fine it was like for the good of art I will draw this naked man this was a cathedral? no 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 oh, no okay. way dude. no like, that's, that's a little weird no, that's no. a weird cathedral story no it was not, this is not Santa Clara okay um, Santa Clara okay <laughs> makes more sense than college <laughs> college you would no man so so but but I, I think the, the the important the important lesson I learned from art was number one you gotta put in the work to, okay. to be a good artist but number two is you things make sense because of the because of everything else that's informing whatever you're thinking makes sense. Like there, nothing is independent. Like you can't just draw um, like, you know, three, f- uh, four sticks together and make it a box. But if you put a triangle on top of it, oh, it's a house. You know, like, so like yeah. everything else informs something else. It's just like, no, no one's independent. It, it's, you're somebody because of something else. Yeah. Right? It's just like everything informs you constantly, constantly. And it just, it was a really nice way of just kind of understanding my environment about like, I'm not a self-made man. I'm, I'm who I am because of everybody else, whether bad experiences or great experiences or people, people like me or don't like, whatever it is, right? It's like, those informed me to make me who I am. Was the intent always to go into medicine or, or that's what I'm getting at is like, uh, I mean, you started with yeah. art or was the intent no, 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 always no. to stay in art? No, it was hard. No, no, no. It was, it was always medicine. From, from, I was hardcore, man. From like, um, I mean, it was, it was the point of being a little bit ridiculous. I think it was because, uh, you know, first of my family go to college, like all these things, like here I am. Uh, I, I viewed it. So, so on campus, it was like, it was like, 
partying all the time. A lot of, you know, people are like away from their family for the first time. They're going bananas. And, <laughs> and I was like, um, guys, you guys, your parents are paying a lot of money for you to be here. Okay. You need to study. <laughs> and I was like, I was pretty dorky, man. I was, I would part my hair to the side. I would like, my shirts were all really well ironed. I was like Irish standard, like the whole time. I, <laughs> I mean, but when you were in cathedral, did you ever, like, I mean, we always had, I mean, part of my story in college was like, all you people are being crazy when we had, you know, drinking at age 16 across the border. Like, well, it, that was part of it. I mean, like, I was not, I was over that by the time I got into college yes. and, and it was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I just didn't see, uh, I, I did have fun in college, but, but I, I had a lot of the same, I, I, I had a lot of the same tendencies that you're describing. Just, yeah, I, but it was more because, it's those ways they didn't know right mature yeah no that that dude that was i did throw a party i threw a great party like (laughs) because i knew how to party that was that was that was like 98 percent of of it all was like these guys are just going crazy because they never had a chance to go crazy and didn't go to tequila derby across the street i never went to tequila derby either where did you go i can't tell you because my mom's probably watching this (laughs) here here i am in my 40s (laughs) no we went to um Oh, we went to I, news. I went to Vertigos. News and Vertigos, too. That's what my... Uh, <laughs> the phone parties. <laughs> $7 drinking down. No, my... Um, my my I lost my mom's keys to the car at Vertigos. So every time... Every time we would we'd go as a family to, to Juarez, she would always park in front of Vertigos. She's like, oh, dale, bájate a ver si tienen mis Yeah, dude. So, so, but no, man. I mean, I, you know, dude, I was like... Even even in high school, I was I was a straight edger, dude. I was I was I wouldn't go crazy. I yeah, was, I was pretty straight edger, man. Because because I, I didn't want to give my mom a hard time. That's what it was, you know. Like I, I think she had enough were... problems. I didn't want to be a part of the problem. Yeah. You know? So so everybody would make fun of me, um, at, at these clubs because I was like, oh yeah, and I'm like. Dile to mamá que te no vas a ir, que te estás cerca aquí. And, you know, no mames, güey. más pons. And I would be like, no, no, es que, es que, es que tengo, tengo que practicar mañana a las 8 de la mañana. Tengo práctica de basketball, no me tengo que ir. Okay. And so, uh, you know, man, it was just like, I, just, uh, I mean, a, I had fun, it dude. It was a clean fight. It was, it was, it was like a very innocent childhood. It was not. It was, no, dude. I was not. I, I was scandalous. No, there wasn't. Not, nothing at all, man. But when I went to college, it was like, dude, all right, man, I'm here to be a doctor. And I'm not messing around. And I just, it was just too intense, dude. Here's and, a million dollar question, though. Did education in El Paso prepare you? No. No, dude. And it wasn't. Uh, I, no, I don't and I'm so going to tell you. It did not prepare me. I it, kind of resented it for a very long time i i thought here i was like being a big fish in a small pond and yeah. then you get to you get to the the santa clara on your case or the georgetown in mine i was i was sitting there pretty Getting much crushed crying. yeah pretty much crying for the first year and a half until i i was able to to maybe it took yeah dude, the, it took me it, it took me it was actually the reason why i didn't apply for med school because t- traditionally you apply to med school between junior, junior and senior year. Yeah. And and my GPA because of my freshman year was trash because like you know I 
same reason. Like I was, yeah. I just wasn't prepared. And, and, and so like I had, I needed my senior year grades to bring up my GPA. Yeah. So I, you know, I had to, like, I was off cycle. I mean, what it ended up being better that way because I, I spent that year in San Francisco, like living in the Bay, yeah. uh, working. Um, but it was, yeah. And, and it's tough, man, because like you're, everything worked out in the end, dude. I, I think everybody, because we had all my friends, even friends who went to public school had similar issues. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a cathedral thing. It's, it's an El Paso thing. And, and no, I, I, I totally agree with that. I think the overall El Paso education was subpar. But then beyond that, though, it was, it was so frustrating because supposedly cathedral was, quote unquote, the best school in El Paso. You know, at least that's what they brainwashed us with. Ah, oh, man, you and, know. And I just, I mean, I don't. I think there's a lot of people that have a lot of cathedral pride and I, I have it in a certain respect. I'm one of those. I, I'm one of those. I have I a lot have of cathedral pride. A, I have it in a certain respect, but in, in, in many others, I'm like very critical of all this stuff and like all the stuff that they, that they, they brainwashed us with. I think it's an El Paso thing, dude. I, I think that as a city, um, I think we're just not as, we're just not as excellent as we should be. But why? You can't say it's, it's, a, it's a level of conformity. It's a level of conformity that's across the board in every industry, every aspect of our of what we do in El Paso. I think there's some conformity in there, and I think it's starting to change a little bit in certain in certain things. I can see it in the food movement; it's changing. Food scene. We have a food scene now, and people are not necessarily conforming. You know, they, they are a little bit. I, it doesn't come natural to us, though. This is a city that is primarily an immigrant city, an immigrant experience. And so the immigrant experience is, quiero más. Quiero lograr más. Quiero hacer más. They come to the United States looking for more. Yeah. And, and I don't know where That's it true. is. That's I don't yeah, know if it's the, the, I don't know if it's the, the, I don't know if it's the administrators, the people in power or, or what. But for me, it's always been... Uh, it's it's been a debate i i've always there's been there is a level of conformity in the city but i think it comes from more of your generational people in cushy positions of quote-unquote authority including educational authority and and i just i can't man i i I, for me i think i still remember my my first class in college was a tuesday thursday class and it was like a, it was a Thursday, my first day in college. And it was political theory. And I remember going into class, like super excited, right? Sat right in the front of the class, just typical to like got their way of doing things, you know, your Irish standard kind of deal, although I didn't have a coat on. And, um, you know, I start participating in class and all this. And then I just remember, I still remember it's the, just like it was yesterday, Professor Gaffney holds up a book and he's like, this is the politics of Aristotle. And it was annotated in biblical font and all that. And it was just like, I expect this read by our next class. It was a Tuesday, Thursday class. He was assigning this on a Thursday and I'm sitting there going, that's a huge book. How the hell am I going to read this in like four days? And I expect an essay underneath my office door by 5 p.m. Monday. And I'm like, what the? And I still remember 
the fear that that struck in my heart. Like, I don't think I've ever read a book in four days that big. What the, like, I just, and that was one class. Like, I needed to go to more classes and more classes saddled on more books. And I still remember looking over to my roommate and my roommate, Mark, he was just flying through the book, man. He was just like, and the next page and next, and he, he wouldn't even last three seconds on a page and he had read it. He read it. Like he wasn't just like, no, he read it and he had notes and he was done reading everything by like Saturday at 2 PM. I couldn't even get through the first chapter. Like I had to keep reading the book over and over that kind of stuff. That's, that's systemic cultural Jesus, malfeasance, dude. I just the, the malpractice of all these educators is supposedly taught us. I love a lot of them to death. Uh, in particular, I think there were a few people that very much challenged me. And if it wasn't for them, you know, I would have been in much tougher shape. But that caused a lot of resentment, dude. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't have the same level of of respect or pride in my high school experience, although I'm very proud of certain things about it. Um, and I can point to them speech and debate. I can point to mock trial. I can point to certain educators that were just with me that challenged me, but overall I had resentment for years. Just to cut I, it. So cut I'll it. say, I, so we had a similar experience for calculus class where, um, it was, this was Miss, this was a uh, professor. Kalinsky or Klesinski, Klesinski's class. And uh, we, it was packed and we were trying to, you know, we we're trying to get into that class because there's so many people and, yeah. and it was part of the requirement. It was mostly everybody was pre-med. Yeah. And so everyone was like, he needed that requirement. And, and I remember him saying, going up, he's like, there's 20 extra people in here that shouldn't be here. Half of you are going to fail the class anyways. So if you want to be here, fine. I'm going to give you a quiz tomorrow and, or right now, I can't remember if it's like right now or, to, or tomorrow. And uh, I'll see half the class by the next day. And, you know, just, it'll get whittled down. And so he gives us this um, this quiz. And it was a blue book math quiz. And I had never done a, a class like that where it's not problems spelled out for, you know, like written out for you. It's just essay-based uh, tests. And then one of the questions I remember was like, uh, a student carries um, a metal beam through the hallway and you have, to, you have to figure out like the speed and the angles and all this other stuff to, to get from one point to the other side of the, of the high school. And, and it was three questions like that. And I remember feeling like, I don't know how to answer anything. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I, I turned into blank. I probably put in like three numbers just guess, you know, like I couldn't show my work. I I never thought like that before. Yeah. And I also was like really pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, I'm going to get crushed. (laughs) And I'm going to have to end up being an art major. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually a double major. I was a, I was a biology major and an art major. But, um, but I think part of the reason why I love cathedral so much is because my class was a badass in my class. And, and because of the people around you, it's so. people, man. It was yeah. we self-selected. You know, that's, that's really what it came down to. Um, it was like self-selection. The parents 
cared about their kids' education, cared about the experience, including my cathedral. And and we just, I think all of us from the person who graduated number one, person who graduated last in the class, everybody was like supported and nobody felt like dogged, I don't think. And and I if I go through all all my classmates, they're all awesome. Like they've done awesome things. I mean, there's a guy who, you know, never stop talking about this guy, Rico. He's, he's been on food and wine. He's like That's cool. badass restaurant. He's like James Beard award. I don't know if he's a winner or a nominee. Um, usually if you're ever in San Antonio, I mean, the guy's doing like amazing, like he's probably the best Mexican chef in the United States. That's great. And then all See, these guys, I, I, I mean, there's like tons of stories to, like that. I, I don't have, I mean, I have my best friends from high school. Like, I mean, I, I don't have any extended friendships like that. So there you have it. It's been fun, man. Uh, we're going to put a pause on that for now. And uh, thanks. Thanks for coming out. Uh, it's great being with you here in person. We'll, we'll bring it back as we continue to discuss the story of how it all got started. We thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time. Must Bones MD Show. This podcast is brought to you by Vimdoc. Stay connected, stay healthy. Vemidoc is a bilingual patient management app that helps doctors help their patients even before they need to make an appointment. This episode was recorded live on location at Paspon's Pediatric Gastro in El Paso, Texas. We hope to catch you on the next episode. We release brand new material every Wednesday during season two the Maspons MD podcast. The podcast is produced by BNEX Global. The chief storytellers are Aldo Maspons MD and Hector H. Lopez. Our music is by Giovanni Garcia and David Cutter. We'll see you next time on the Maspons MD show.